Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi with Coaching with Dr. Heidi, and it's not normal, it's toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. Um, wow, the last couple weeks has been phenomenal here at Coaching with Dr. Heidi, and I'm not sure if it's because all of you have been sharing the podcast so much, or if it's because we're getting ready um, for the annual It's Not Normal, It's Toxic conference here in St. Louis, or if um, people are possibly sharing or just finding my Facebook page. But um, the amount of the toxicity profile analysis that's, that are coming in is unbelievable. Um, I'm doing a lot of consultations. And the reason I'm telling you this is if you're listening to this podcast or all of my podcasts, you need to know that you're not the only one out there in a situation where you're struggling with um, a unhealthy environment or dealing with people in your life that may not be healthy for you. And the may not be healthy for you comes in all different categories and it comes in all different levels. Um, parents, coworkers, friends, siblings, in-laws, um, people in intimate relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, uh, spouses. And, you know, when I started doing the coaching, I really thought I was going to coach females. And I think that's probably because I'm a female and I thought that that's where I would best serve. Um, the more I coach, the more I realize the toxic traits that people carry are pretty common throughout a toxic person. So I have been able to venture out into, I now have clients that are men. I have um, clients who have been raised in a toxic environment. I have clients who have married into a toxic environment, who are working in a toxic environment, who are trying to get out of a toxic friend circle that they've been in for a long time. And you know, um, the baseline of it is pretty much the same. I get to still teach the character traits of the toxic person. And once you understand that, regardless of what situation you're in right now, you'll be able to apply that to every other situation in your life. And I posted this week on one of my pages, um, and I'm not going to quote it exactly because it's been five days and my memory is um, not that great, I guess. Um, I posted something about make sure that when you look at your life, and the people that are coming into it, treat it like a job interview. You know, you're interviewing for them to have a spot in your life. And if they don't fit the description, don't hire them. If your boss told you that you were responsible for hiring the next manager and you better do it right and you better make it good and I don't want any mistakes, you would put a lot of effort into going through that person's resume. You would put a lot of effort into figuring out that person's personality and if they're going to fit with the other people in the office or the other people at the workplace. Um, you'd put a lot of effort into seeing if you clicked with that person, if you were um, supposed to oversee them for some reason. Um, and you, you'd be very, very diligent in the fact that you wanted to select the correct person. So why don't we apply this in our own life? We just you know, give people the benefit of the doubt, assume people are good people, assume that they're healthy for us, think that they're going to add value to our life by not even interviewing them. So, you know, I encourage you to start viewing the people that come into your life as a job interview and write your criteria down, um, you know, for friends and for um, 
you know, intimate relationships and, you know, people that you're going to surround yourself with. Um, you surround yourself with people that are supportive and you are going to progress so much faster in life than surrounding yourself with people who tear you down, don't want what's best for you, um, sabotage you, backstab you. And I know I'm not telling you anything that the common sense person doesn't know, but for some reason we walk blindly through life letting things happen and not addressing them in a proactive manner. So that was one of the things that I really, um, I threw that post up on Facebook, but there was a lot of activity on that post. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, don't forget um, a couple things. Coaching with Dr. Heidi is a four-year-old um, business that I branched out of with my wellness center. I am a chiropractor by trade. I have been 22 years in the healthcare industry. I am not a counselor. I am not a therapist. Um, I don't do any counseling. I don't do any therapy. I do education and I do healing. And the reason I have stepped into this environment is because I would like to be the person that I needed when I was going through it. And um, by me being able to be in healthcare for 22 years, it has really given me the blessing of communication for one thing, um, the blessing of empathy for another thing, and the ability to really talk to people on personal levels without them feeling that I am judging them on any grounds. I tell people when they come in for a consultation or I'm talking to them on the phone for a consultation, uh, don't be embarrassed to tell me anything because I promise you I've done it better or I've done it worse. Um, and if I haven't, I know somebody who has. So uh, we're all in this together. There's a reason I'm doing this and it obviously it's a way that I'm making a living, but the real reason I'm doing it is for you out there to know that you're not alone because I could continue to be a chiropractor and own my wellness center and I could continue to do that for the rest of my life and be completely fine with that. But when I started doing the toxic relationship awareness and healing and guiding people out of the fire of emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse, I found my passion and I almost can't stop working. I work all the time. My husband teases me because I work all the time. But that being said, um, I was kind of talking about um, the reason why I do what I do because when you step out of a toxic environment or you file for divorce or you decide to cut somebody off, sometimes it works and sometimes that's the end of it and sometimes that's all you hear from them and you're free to go about um, you're free to move about the cabin, for lack of a better term. Um, but in other situations, um, per se, divorce, if you're divorcing somebody who is emotionally abusive or who has narcissistic tendencies, I hate to tell you this, but the divorce is not the end. And you can talk to a number of my clients that will agree with me. You file for divorce or the divorce is over or you've cut yourself off, or you've stood your ground, and this a lot of times will go with family members also, stood your ground that, that you, they're no longer in your life because of the way they treat you, and you don't deserve to be treated that way, and it ends up being just the beginning. What you thought was worse, was bad before, now has just been amplified by 12. 
Um, and I think when Angela and Melissa were interviewing me a few podcasts ago, um, they asked me if I had a magic wand, what would I do with it? And of course, I wasn't thinking on a personal level because there's all sorts of fun things I would do with a magic wand. But um, I was thinking more on a business level or on my client's level. And if, my answer there was if I could do one thing for the people that I am in contact with through the toxic relationship stuff, it would be I would take the triggers away. I would take the triggers that stick with you that you then have to work through for years, sometimes your lifetime that have manifested and that you have developed during a toxic relationship because then it would be really nice for you to end the toxic relationship, walk out the door and start over without any residual following you. But that's not usually the way it works if you've been in a toxic environment for a lengthy amount of time. Um, Triggers are something that in the beginning there's a lot of. Um, as you move away and as you heal, triggers become less and less. But I continue to see triggers pop up in the lives of people who have been removed from toxic relationships for years. You know, myself included. I have things from um, different relationships in my life that I still react to. And so that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. Because um, in the toxic relationship awareness, I teach the character traits of the toxic person, which allows you to understand the situation you're in and emotionally disconnect from it. In the second half, I teach the healing. And what comes in with the healing is self-discovery or self-rediscovery. And then beyond that, moving forward past the effects that the relationship itself has had on you and your mental state personally, even without the toxic person in the picture. And to me, that was devastating when I, you know, would re remove yourself from a toxic situation and then you start surrounding yourself with people who are good and who are healthy for you and who want the best for you. And guess what happens? You start feeling safe and you start feeling calm and all of the feelings that you've stuffed down for years and years and years, all of a sudden in a safe place, they have to come out. And when you start surrounding yourself with people that are safe and that you feel like you will be okay to um, talk freely to without being in trouble or without causing conflict, these poor people now in your life that really want what's best for you get this hurricane of your triggers and they end up paying for what people in your life have previously affected you with. And not only is that devastating, it is humiliating because the people now that are supporting you and that are surrounding you and that are good people and that have been there are now getting the brunt of what people that were not good for you should have gotten. But because we avoid so much conflict and we learn to stuff things down and we learn to forget things, when you get in a safe place and you get in a happy place, this crap has to come out. And it will come out at the wrong time, directed at the wrong people in the wrong situation. And the only thing I can say to you is that if you're experiencing this, 
it has to come out. And there are fantastic therapists to help you with that. And there's fantastic counselors that will help you with that. But I can tell you on a personal level, it is ugly. Um, it will get fewer and farther between and eventually you will start understanding what is going on. So I want to talk just a little bit about triggers today and what they are. Um, ugh. Like I wish, I wish they could go away from everyone. I wish there was a light switch that when you exited an unhealthy environment, you could just shut the light switch off and that it would take everything that was following you around in that toxic relationship, in that toxic workplace, in that toxic friendship, in that toxic growing up environment and just put it in the dark. And for you, you could forget about it just like you have done as you stuffed it down. But um, what a trigger is by definition is a set, it, it's something that sets off a memory or a flashback that will bring you back to a place or to an event in your head um, that happened before. And not all of them have to be bad and traumatic. It's a memory that causes your body to react like it's in the same situation, in the same environment that you were in when the event happened. Um, triggers are very personal. Explaining a trigger to somebody will make them look at you like you have two heads. Um, so you are going to be the only one that understands this trigger. So if you are in a toxic environment now, or you are recovering from a toxic environment, I want you to listen very carefully to this podcast because they're so personal. You still want to ignore them because they, they cause your body to react just like you're back in that situation. And when you were in the situation, it was a yucky feeling. It was an uncomfortable feeling. It was a trapped feeling. So when your body reacts that way, you want to stuff it down again. But eventually for you to move forward and accept your past, possibly forgive, be able to love and be open and self-care in your future, triggers have to be dealt with. And the more we want to ignore them, the more they're going to come out. Um, triggers manifest different in different people. Um, but it will cause avoidance of certain things. If you have something that reminds you of something unpleasant in your past, you're going to avoid that. And you all know exactly what I'm talking about because you all listen to my podcast for similar reasons. Um, but what happens is the body and the mind will act similarly to the way you did when the actual event was happening. And the first thing that will happen is you'll get that pain in your stomach. That little pain that says, something is not healthy, something is not right, watch it, something, you're in danger. And when you're in a toxic environment for a long period of time, it's that feeling in your stomach that you, you learn to ignore, right? Um, that feeling in your stomach is your body's natural mechanism that tells you something is not safe. But when you become neutralized, or a toxic environment becomes normal to you, you learn to live with the pain in your stomach or you learn to live with that response because that also becomes normal to you because it's there so much. Um, so what a trigger is, is a trigger is something that causes your body to respond in the same way that you responded when an actual event happened and the trigger is something that resembles that event. Now, um, triggers are activated by our senses. So they are activated by sight, by sound, by touch, by smell, and by taste. 
So a few examples of um, triggers. Uh, and again, if, if you have them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For example, sight. Something that could, could trigger something for sight would be cl- a, a type of clothing, a brand of clothing uh, that somebody that unhealthy for you always wore or always hated or hated when you wore it or, you know, um, was adamant about only wearing that brand. Um, hair color, the build of a certain person, facial expressions are huge. The raising of the eyebrow possibly or rolling of the eyes could cause a trigger. Um, objects around the place um, that may have involved been involved in toxic situations, alcohol, certain types of furniture, um, maybe um, different rooms in the house or different rooms in um, the workplace, different social places that you would go to, different restaurants. But the things that you see, maybe words that you've heard, if you see them written out, will trigger. Um, and certain situations also with different sites like Christmas tree, um, a birthday cake, seeing certain family members, certain social events, reminding you a carnival perhaps, or a, um, I just paused because I said carnival and I have a, um, a person who's very close to me that's life was in the carnival. And so anything right now that is carnival related is very, very triggery for her. And I just said carnival without even thinking that. And now I almost have tears in my eyes because, because of the situation that um, this very dear friend of mine is in with the carnival. But, um, you know, meeting, meeting carnival trucks even on the road that don't have anything to do with just seeing that thing will cause a trigger in her. Um, sound, different sounds will trigger and... I hear this a lot if somebody is raised in a toxic environment. Uh, raised voices, anger, bangs, thumps, the sound of things breaking, um, possibly um, crying, whispering could trigger you, screaming would trigger you, um, maybe something that's familiar to the place that you live, maybe the sound of a train, the sound of doors closing. Um, sirens, perhaps, um, a grandfather clock or a, an alarm of some type, whistling, humming, footsteps coming towards you could be a trigger, um, a, a, just a tone of a voice could be a trigger. So those are examples of sounds that could trigger you. Um, smells, uh, you would be surprised how influential and how direct certain smells could be. Um, you know, people who do memory studies, they will say your your olfactory sense, which is your smell sense, is very, very strong. So the smell of a cologne, the smell of a perfume, the smell of a hair product, um, the smell of a cleaner. I'll tell you, uh, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Mesa, um, I started using a certain shampoo and I loved, loved, loved the smell of it. And, and I don't even know if you could still get it now, but about five or six years ago, I could still get it. Okay, she's 23 now, and I smelled that shampoo, and it brought me right back to the time that I was pregnant with her and through the first couple months that um, she was in my life. And um, 
you know, of course that's a happy thing, but I couldn't believe that, that I can remember, um, the smell and all of the memories associated to it just by smelling it. I also have a body spray that I had purchased for myself um, shortly after I was I removed myself from a toxic situation, and I remember it. It to me resembles freedom, and so I'm all the way down to about a half an inch. This was 12 years ago. I'm all the way down to about a half an inch in this bottle, and because it is such a good memory trigger for me. I don't use the last half of the inch. I just smell it when I want to. And I, and I can go back to the, the feeling of being free and the feeling of stepping out of a toxic environment. And it just, that smell resembled my new life. So the smell thing for me is huge. And I don't know if everybody's like that, but um, a couple of the other things, the smell of smoke, the smell of tobacco, the smell of certain foods that are being prepared. Um, so I know that the sense of smell was, is huge for me as far as uh, triggers. The sense of touch physical touch, the way somebody touches you, the way somebody approaches you, um, the way maybe your amount of personal space, uh, those can all be triggers. How close somebody sits to you um, are all triggers and those are touch or personal space type triggers. Taste, um, taste is probably going to be a little bit like smell, you know, taste of alcohol, taste of certain foods, um, taste of different things that remind you of certain situations or remind you of certain individuals that may trigger something. Um, I had a, a phone conversation with somebody on Monday, I believe, Monday afternoon, and we were talking about triggers. Now, she was raised in a toxic environment and um, she's now removed. She's doing great. She's on um, a very good path to taking care of herself and, you know, really getting um, a handle around the type of relationship that she can handle with the toxic person in her life because it's family. She's very hesitant to cut this person out of her life. Um, but we talked about triggers a little bit because um, the sight of their name on, on your phone causes a trigger or knowing that they're in your email or knowing that they're going to call or they said that they're going to call or um, that they're going to show up or they're going to visit or what if they show up or what if I see them in a restaurant or, you know, um, we were talking about a lot of those different things. And I, I said, now that you're removed, we really have to work on how you're processing the triggers. And what I learned, uh, because my triggers started coming out very ugly. Um, and they came out very ugly on the person that I was closest to. The person that I would never want to hurt in my entire life or hurt their feelings. That's where the triggers were coming out. And so I had to figure out, what was going on because the last thing I wanted was to chase the good people in my life away, right? And uh, what I started doing, and it is a long process. It is not a process that you go, okay, I'm gonna deal with these triggers and I'm done because you don't always know what's going to trigger you. So what my suggestion is, if you're dealing with triggers, um, the first thing you're gonna notice is your body's gonna react with that anxiety, ridden feeling. You're probably going to get a pain in your stomach. You might feel a little bit shaky. Your hands might get a little bit numb. Um, your brain will start going and your, your breath is going to change. Um, so when you notice that, if you, first thing you need to do is recognize for a fact that you are in a safe place. Okay. Okay. I'm in a safe place. I'm dealing with something. What is causing me to, to have this type of reaction. And what I a lot of times suggest is carry a, carry a little notebook because when you can write it down and you can get to the bottom of what, what is causing that, you may not have to deal with that trigger again other than 
oh, that's the trigger. I know exactly what's going on. I'm in a safe place. It's okay. I'm good. But if you don't dig to the bottom of the trigger, you are going to repeat that trigger over and over and over again. So when I started experiencing triggers, I had no idea what was going on. Because at the time, I still had not had a grasp on everything in my life that had been unhealthy for me. Um, And I guess I should say, if you're a new listener, I was raised in a very healthy environment. And I left... um, to, you know, to college and to grad school and to venture out in my life thinking everybody was good. And I think that's where my, um, my trip, my tripping stone was, was that I just gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I was a caregiver. Um, I like to please people. So, so that being said, I at least had seen what no families are normal. So don't get me wrong there, but I had at least seen normal or what seemed to be very loving and normal in my, um, when I was growing up. So to deal with these triggers, I had no idea what they were. I had no idea what, what was causing these explosions and these crazy outbreaks um, that was going on. And, and again, not everybody's triggers are as, as intense as mine were, but I was very humiliated after it happened because the people that were getting the brunt of it were the people that did not deserve to get the brunt of it. So I started having to really, okay, I feel that feeling in my stomach. What's causing it? And I have to stop literally stop and make myself go backwards. Okay, what what just happened? Did somebody just call? What did you just see? You know, what is causing this this angst feeling in your body? And once I once now I've been doing this for several years and I haven't been perfect at it. Triggers still show up that I'm unaware of and ta-da, explosions happen. Um but more times than not I can go, "Oh, that's right." You know, I remember what happened. I'm totally in a safe place. This is no big deal. That was just my body reacting to something from my past and it's no big deal. And once I can put my finger on what the trigger is, I can throw it over my shoulder and it's usually gone. Um, One trigger that I do have still is I like to push things down. I like to not address things right away and I let things build up. But the problem comes in when the 23rd thing has happened and Dr. Heidi blows a gasket on the people that I care about. You know, and, and... the people that are closest to me know that this happens and thankfully they're very forgiving but in my eyes they shouldn't be because nobody should nobody should have to go through an explosion um you know i i teased everybody in my life should just know that dr godzilla comes out about once every 6 or 8 months so sorry about that i apologize but i'm really trying to work on that you know when something's bothering me say it because i'm so used to in my in my former lives, which were years and years ago, I still have the habit of not saying something if something's bothering me. Oh, I stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. Well, you can only fit 22 things in. My number is 22. After 22, it's it's all over. And I'm working very hard on realizing that so that the people that I love in my life and that are close to me don't have to pay for my past. But if you have been in this situation, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're in a toxic relationship right now, you have triggers right now and you know it. You though you are going to carry those triggers through into healthy relationships and possibly into a relationships that somebody isn't going to understand your triggers. So I want to make sure that you know leaving a toxic environment is one thing, but working past to really get back to you so that your past doesn't affect you is a constant battle, but it gets easier. So don't 
give up. Um, my husband has a phrase, he works corporate. He has a phrase um, that he has taught me in raising teenage daughters and working with employees and mentoring people. It's not about putting demands on people. It's not about saying you're going to do this or you're going to leave this toxic person or you should do this or I'm going to take my friendship away. It's about constant, steady pressure in the right direction. And, and it's just like parenting. You have to parent yourself through some of these triggers. And don't be so hard on yourself if you can't fix it overnight. You did not get here overnight. You have been programmed to react the way you react. And it is an unprogramming that takes a while. Um, and I've told you this before on my podcast. I talk to myself. The reason I talk to myself is this right here. It is to an analyze the triggers that, that I know I have to deal with. And again, it's not like they're a catastrophe now, but I will tell you when it happens, it's humiliating, it's embarrassing, and it's devastating to me that I can't just, okay, carry on. You know, it, it angers me every time that I'm still dealing with them. So don't give up on yourself because you feel like you're still carrying some of your past. It is chipping away at the triggers and one, one at a time, you'll also throw them over your shoulder like I do. And sometimes it's not even anything big. My staff knows now that I'll go, okay, I have that pain in my stomach and I can't figure out what's going on. Angela will say, did somebody call? You know, did you check your email? Did something happen with one of the kids? And, and they know now, just, just go backwards, Dr. Heidi, and you'll figure it out. And usually now it's, oh, right, I forgot to pay that bill and I was worried I was going to get a late fee, and, which has nothing to do with anything of my former, of my former lives. It just has to do with the fact that my body reacts in certain ways. And if I don't address it, I will, I will continue to have that feeling. And I don't like living with that feeling now that I've learned to live without it. So I challenge you, if you are experiencing triggers, get yourself a little notebook. When you start feeling that feeling, sit down. Give yourself five minutes to go through why you are feeling like that or why you just bit the head off of a coworker or why you feel like you're going to eat your husband when you get home. Um, because working through the triggers is your responsibility. I know it seems unfair. Um, this whole toxic relationship thing is unfair. But for you to get where you want to be and know that you solidly can move forward and that you know that the choices you make and the things that you do are for you and only you, you need to address some of the hard stuff. And triggers are one of the hard things. So um, because I have talked about this a couple with a couple of the clients this week, I really felt like this is something I really hadn't addressed. It's going to hit some of you smack in the face today because you're going to go, that's exactly what happens. Um, so if you are experiencing this, I challenge you to really put a little effort into digging to the bottom of them. And um, that being said, I am going over some of this type of stuff at the conference in April. So if you are still interested, there are still seats available. We have a lot of fantastic people that have purchased tickets. I am so excited to meet everyone. Um, this, that's my favorite part of having the conference is being able to meet everyone that I've been in contact with via social media, via um, you, you guys mailing in from the podcast, um, 
that's my favorite part is to finally get to meet people face to face. Um, so that being said, coachingwithdrheidi.com still has seats available at, at the conference link. If you have questions about the conference, um, please get a hold of us. Um, the other thing I don't want you to forget is the Freedom Me Online is available also at Coaching with Dr. Heidi, and that is the entire coaching program in a self-study. So if you are not close to me or if you are unable to attend the conference, we totally understand that. Everybody's situation is different. But right now, for the same price of the conference, you can get the entire individual coaching program. Um, and that may help you even while you're going through and listening to my podcast if you actually have the program in front of you because it is the whole awareness and healing program in one entire, um, well, it's not one entire module, but it's in one entire program. You'll have the entire thing. So I just wanted to remind you of that. We talked about that in January quite a bit, but now I've been kind of focused on the conference and I just wanted to make sure I know not everybody can come to it. So don't forget that that program is available um, and feel free to share the link of the program or the conference with anybody that you think um, could benefit from, you know, either making contact with me or making contact with one of my staff members and just talking through some of the stuff. Maybe maybe they're wondering if they're in a relationship that's not good. Maybe you're wondering if you're in a relationship that's not good and you're just waiting for something else to happen to just validate it. Um, and with that being said, what are you waiting for? You know, why are you waiting for something else to happen? Evaluate your your relationship right now where it is. Is it healthy for you in the exact spot that you're in right now? So thank you for listening and I will talk to all of you soon. I hope you have a great day.